Welcome to the Dawning Bliss Podcast, where we help humans on their path to happiness, love, light, and freedom. And now, here is your host, Tanika Dawn, life coach and NLP practitioner. Today's subject, all about the power of manifestation, the laws of attraction, the words we use, and how they impact our lives. So I've been listening to this amazing book. Uh, It's called The Hidden Messages in Water. It's a pretty fantastic book, I might add. A lot of the research is something I'm, I'm pretty aware of already. For those of you new to me, I study neuro-linguistic programming, which is the brain and the words we use and how that impacts us. And it's it's been really fun to continue to study words. And I know that sounds so nerdy, but well, hey, I'm nerdy, nerd alert. So years ago, I began my personal development journey and um, and I didn't really you know, know what I was getting into, but I had faith that these people who were where I wanted to be, uh, had known a thing or two that I didn't. So I, I went kind of on blind faith, but then I created my vision boards. I started to use the words that they suggested. I used, uh, catchphrases, et cetera. And I, I saw manifestation firsthand, right? I saw these laws of attraction firsthand, uh, some some great resources if you are interested in digging more into this on your own to have a more uh, deeper exploration. Definitely watch or listen both to The Secret. It's a great book uh, and now film on this. We also have, like I said, The Hidden Messages in Water, which uh, both, you know, kind of talk about the impact our words and thoughts and energy have on the results in our life. Um, there's a couple more really good ones like the body keeps the score. And I mean, there's so much science backing these, these ideologies now. And I, I just absolutely love it. So I'm going to start with, I can't afford that, uh, which used to be one of my most used terms, right? Most used phrases. Uh, I, I can't afford that. And that was when I was a single mom and I was pretty broke and on welfare. And the reality was I I couldn't afford things, right? So if my kids wanted a treat, I had to make sure that I took them to a place that accepted EBT cards and I could use food stamps to buy them a candy bar or a drink. Um, that was a pretty low place in my life. And at that point, I had started to study the secret and I had started to study uh, money mindset and all of these, you know, wealth books. And something that I had came across was the power of the words we use. And I would say, I can't afford that. And they suggested instead using, how can I afford that? You know, uh, when we shut down our brain with can't, right? Um, saying that it's not possible, right? That's where like the journey of of the neuro networking stops. And if we use words that are inquisitive, like how, um, we encourage our brain, if you will, to continue on the journey to find the path to make that possible. 
And so just that simple shift in language has such a profound effect. So instead of saying, I can't afford this, say, how can I afford this? Or what I've come to find is one of my favorites. I'll figure out how, right? I will figure out how to do that. Um, and that in my brain, and, and I'm sure this is true for all brains, that in my brain says that there is absolutely a possible way, right? Which makes it uh, more attractive to the, to the resolution or to the solution or to the outcome I want. So I'm going to figure out how, right? And, and then that also puts me in control of the boat. So it does a lot for our brain when we just shift up a little bit of the words. I do the same thing in dating coaching and so many other places in, in my life personally, but in, in those that I work with clients. And so, I had a client, a dating coaching client a while back and, uh, and I had to share with her some evidence because she, she wasn't really believing and that's okay. Right. I know that it sounds so, I don't know, hippy dippy, floofy, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I had, I had found some evidence because, and y'all are going to think I am absolutely batshit crazy. And you know what? I am, and I own that because it works. Um, it worked for me. Uh, there are a couple scenarios I'm going to share with you. One, this is not one I shared with my client, but I'm going to share it with you. Uh, as I was going through the money mindset stuff, which if you also didn't know this, I have now written the money mindset makeover book because I saw such great transformation in all of the different things I tried to outgrow my poverty mindset, generational poverty. So it was kind of uh, epigenetically programmed in me to be poor. And I'm not because of all the work I did. Now I put out the book. So so there was this time, right, as I was doing all of this work to grow myself, uh, my, my money mindset, to transform it. And I could not believe how stupid simple it was. There were phrases that just you know, you say them over and over like mantras and it's supposed to help. So I was like, well, I don't have anything to lose. Might as well give it a try. And some of those phrases were like, money comes to me easily and effortlessly. Uh, I grew up in a pretty like blue collar roughneck kind of way where hard work was really admired and to have money, it took hard work, time and dedication. Now, to an extent, I still believe that to be true, and that's probably hurting me, to be honest. But the fact that I was seeing money comes to me easily and effortlessly sounded like a damn lie. But I kept saying it anyways, because like I said, what did I have to lose? And sure as shit, money started coming to me easily and effortlessly. I couldn't believe how easy it was to have money just show up in all these different fashions. Now I'm going to keep going on that one for a second and then I'm going to go back to this relationship coaching thing. So there was a, a same, same time frame where another of the mantras was there are more checks than bills. There are more checks than bills. And it was about checking my mail. And so there are more checks than bills in my mailbox. There are more checks than bills in my mailbox. And, and I kept saying that, right? And here I am broke AF. I am, I just left welfare, still needing it. I'm counting change to buy a jug of milk for my kids. So like, guys, I was broke. 
um, I was working, but all my money went towards bills. So at that time in my life, right, I, I was, I was desperately trying anything. So there's more checks than bills in my mailbox. There's more checks than bills. And I would go out and check the mail and it didn't work overnight. Um, but after about a week and a half, something really funny happened. Um, I went out to my mailbox and there were more checks than bills and there were two checks from places that don't write you checks. Okay. That I had not anticipated. I had no idea where they were coming from. Um, but there were, there were two checks. So one of them was actually from the hospital or the doctor's office. I can't remember which, but either way it was medical. And I, like, I'm not even kidding you. It was like a $42 check which is insane, right? Because I had medical debt up to my ears at that point. And here I am getting a check from the doctor's office. That is literally unexplainable to me. And I'm sure that there is some kind of logic um, and, and principle behind them writing me a check for overpayment or something. I don't know how that happened, to be quite honest, but it happened. And, and I do accredit it to my use of mantra and manifestation there. And so the other check was uh, from the insurance company. And so I had two checks. We're not was not at all anticipating them, uh, did not know that these people or places owed me any money. I just was using the mantra, there are more checks than bills in my mailbox. There are more checks than bills. And while the amount <laughs> did not outweigh the bill amount, uh, it still became true for me, right? It still became true. Um, and so the power of our words, so, so unbelievably powerful uh, but details kind of matter, right? Like it's helpful to have more checks than bills, but it's not as helpful to have, you know, five $1 checks and a $35 bill. So moral of the story is, is when we are using our words, not only do we need to use words that are supportive of the outcome we want, we need to be specific about that. Uh, more times than I can count, I have unintentionally manifested things that I just didn't anticipate that being the outcome of what I was saying. Um, and, and sure enough, it was exactly in alignment with what I was saying. It just wasn't specific enough. So, <laughs> ouch. Um, okay. Now back to the dating one, cause this one's really fun and I couldn't believe literally the science behind it, but it happened. So I was single mom for 11 years and I was purging from a very toxic and unhealthy relationship. And I wasn't dating at the time. This is the funny piece. I was not dating at the time, but I had a couple of friends that I would talk to about my manifestations. And we, a good friend of mine, Josh Taylor, happily married now, by the way, I think this worked for both him and I, um, he, Anyway, so we were both single. We we lived very far apart, never met each other, but had met on a dating site. So we became good friends. Moral of the story there. We became good friends. And we would share with each other what our dream partner is like. And um, I started to share that on one of my Facebook lives one day. And so there's this little video clip of me saying, you know, my husband is so incredible, so this, so that. And I, I just described my husband. And now everybody thought I was crazy because I was quite literally very single at the time. Um, and here I was talking about my husband as if he existed right now in that present moment. 
Um, so I've definitely got some, you know, silly, uh, peanut gallery comments because I was talking about my husband when I was single, but, uh, literally less than a year later, uh, I think this was in June that I did this video and in November I met my husband. So it was, and this is so funny because this, this is true. And I didn't notice this until I was sharing it with my dating coaching client, but I, did that manifestation video on 6-11. And on 6-11, right, so June 11th, I did that video. And by 11-6, literally 11-6 was the date that I met my husband. Um, And so all the circumstances did not align right? It didn't seem like that would be an ideal time to meet somebody. It did not seem like the place that I was at because we met at a bar would be the place I would meet my future husband or any of those things, but it happened. Um, and within, you know, a uh, little less than a year, we were engaged. And so all of these things came to fruition. It was insane. So everything I had said about my husband when I was dead ass single, um, I met him. Literally, I met him and he is everything I said he was going to be and more. And I even, I think I said that in my manifesto, if you will. Uh, I, I said that he's all of these things and more and more than I could dream of. And honest to God, my husband today, uh, we, we were married earlier this year. And in fact, um, we are four days away from our anniversary, our two year anniversary. So guys, there is proof of this, like physical proof. You could put your eyes on it. It's incredible of uh, the video, of the dates, of the stuff. Um, I never did. And I wish I would have taken a picture of the more checks than bills because that was such an eye opening, unbelievable thing that I even tried to, you know, just discredit the manifesto, right? I, I tried to discredit my, my manifestations and my mantras to explain it some other way. So let's, let's take it back to science just a little bit here. Um, neuroscience for one, right? Our brain, it really is, uh, propelled or limited by the words we use and the thoughts that we keep. And so, like I said, in the very beginning of this podcast, that if we, right, are, are saying, I can't, then you won't be able to. Uh, Zig Ziglar has an infamous quote about, what is it? If you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. And that is very true, scientifically proven for our brain. Um, there are studies, so many studies, of people who were in an athletic world who practiced mentally but not physically And there are people who practiced physically, whatever the sport was, and the outcomes were the same or better for those who actually never physically practiced the sport, but only mentally practiced the sport and success. And so what we envision, the words we use, all of these things have such a heavy impact on the outcomes in our life. And if you realize just for one damn second how powerful that is, you would never have a negative thought again, ever. So. So there's plenty of science in, in visualization and in, in our thoughts. And then also in our words, right? We'll go back to the dating client for one minute. Um, she had this belief 
that she was meant to be alone, right? She, she would say that to herself. I'm always going to be alone or, um, I got, I almost hope she doesn't listen to this, but she probably will. Um, so forgive me. You know who you are. Uh, that dating at her age was like thrift store shopping, pick the least used item, (laughs) um, which is funny. And, and while that's not entirely terrible, her perception of it had to shift, right? So if she's feeling like she's rummaging through an old closet, um, going to find garbage, then she was going to continue to find garbage, um, people to date, and I had her shift her perspective. So I personally love thrift store shopping because occasionally, right, you will find a gem. Now it's probably, you know, maybe not has tags on it still, but in pristine condition, a high-end item for really good cost. And so I love that about thrift shopping. And so I shifted her perspective to mine uh, about thrift shopping. And I said, so you can keep using that, but you need to have, you know, the thought and the ideation that I do. Thrift shopping is a really wonderful experience. But other things like I'm going to be alone forever. I'm just not meant to be, you know, not meant to be with somebody. I had a client years ago, a good friend of mine who would say, I think my partner got swallowed. Um, I know terrible, so inappropriate, kind of funny, kind of not though, because when you, when you put that out there and I get it, right? I, I dated for a long time. It is, easier to justify being single by understanding or hoping that, you know, your partner doesn't exist or that you're not meant to have one. It decreases the pain a little, if you will. Um, but, but I had to tell him, like, you got to quit saying that, you know, you, you have to quit saying that, that your partner has been swallowed or, or wasn't born or whatever, because the reality is your partner is, you know, is alive and here on earth and and ready to meet you and looking for you. And when we change our words to be supportive, right? Like I used to say, um, I wish when, when I would see something that I really wanted or a vacation I wanted to go on or, uh, you know, a log cabin in the woods that I, that was just pristine and beautiful, the things that appeal to me. I would say I wish, you know, uh, with a very negative connotation of impossibility. <laughs> I wish. Um, and, and I, I stopped doing that. I stopped doing that and I started getting these things that used to be I wishes. I started saying, I can't wait. I can't wait to have that. And it's funny. I didn't even consider this as an example, but it, it definitely is one. Um, as I record this podcast, I'm sitting in my very own office. I've, I've opened my private private practice as a life coach. And I honestly was a pipe dream for me, right? Uh, and a long time ago, it was a thought that I would never get here where I am now. I would never get here. And I changed that thought to, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to have this big of an office. Recently, I was with a a very esteemed member of our community who has 13 stores um, and a huge corporate office with loads of employees. And here I am, right, current moment, as a solopreneur, so to speak. I am a one-man show right now, one-woman show. And as I walked through his corporate office, I said to him, I can't wait. I, you know, I know I'm here now, but I'm going to be there soon. 
and I can't wait. Instead of, you know, that whole ho-hum, I wish, cynicism, I just told him I can't wait. I know I'll get there one day. And having that little bit of faith helps my brain to look for those opportunities to make that my reality. And so if there was one thing I could just really give you today in this laws of attraction manifesting conversation, it is that you need to set aside the words that aren't helping you and come up with some creative words that will, right? Um, it doesn't have to be right now, um, right? That's one thing about manifesting that it just, it doesn't happen right away all the time. Sometimes it does. Oh man, guys, I got to tell you about this. This was really funny. Um, and, and it wasn't necessarily intentional. I mean, it kind of was, but I didn't have to think about it. I just did it. So here I am at a breast cancer, tough enough to wear pink ladies night. And I'm, you know, two drinks in, which is two drinks drunk for me because I don't drink much, but I'm, I'm, I'm a drink and a half in and our host is trying to get, uh, uh, let me back up. I walk into this event and I am headed straight for the bar because I never get to go out and drink. I, I just don't, I choose not to. So here's my night out. I, kids are good. They're with the husband. I'm going to go have a drink. I head over to, I'm trying to get over to the bar, right? I found my table. Drop my purse. I'm headed over to the bar. And this lady is like, Hey, do you want to, you know, spend $20 to get a, a, a ticket to win this tattoo, a $200 tattoo? And I'm like, you know what? I don't want a tattoo. I don't want one. No, thank you. Like I'll find other ways to give my money to this event. So I went and had a drink, blah, blah, blah. Night goes on. Now the host, he's on the stage. I am right up front by the stage and he is raffling off, right? He's, he's auctioning, so to speak, these tickets for the tattoo. And what they are is he is giving you a half of a card. So they're selling 52 of these at 20 bucks a piece. Great fundraising. Um, and he starts pushing, right? He starts pushing and almost manipulating me in front of everyone, mic in hand to buy this. He's like, come on, buy it. If you buy it, I'll get the tattoo. I was like, I don't want a tattoo. He's like, I'll get it. And I'm like, all right, some bitch, you're going to get this tattoo. And so I went ahead and I gave up 20 bucks. I got a half of a card, right? We ripped the card in half. I got the half of a card and, and like, I'm telling y'all, this all happened in like less than three hours. So I got this card in my hand. I am joking with him and now his wife about he's going to get this tattoo on his butt. Okay. Cause we up the ante at some point. So I'm like, you're getting that tattoo and it's a breast cancer awareness tattoo, but it's not the ribbon. It's like a butterfly thing. I'm like, you're getting a butterfly tattoo on your butt. Well, I kept thinking that right throughout the night. I kept thinking how funny it would be and envisioning. And I know this is so inappropriate. Husband, please forgive me. Uh, and and his wife, uh, I kept envisioning this, you know, getting a picture or a text message one day of this butterfly tattoo on this guy's butt. Now, just whatever. It is what it is. You can judge me all you want. Um, and so I kept thinking about it and I kept joking with him and they kept, you know, trying to sell these tattoo cards. And anyway, so finally it comes down to the moment. I'm trying to make a long story short here. Finally, it comes down to the moment. He's up there. They toss this like bingo bin, if you will, of cards. They grab out 10. Um, and the, all of those people were getting, uh, a tattoo 
or the 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 cost of the tattoo, whatever it was. Anyway, so he's holding this card and um, he starts telling people, if you have this, you know, if you have a red card, sit down. I'm still standing. If you have below a nine, sit down. I'm still standing, right? There are very few of us still standing. And then he calls out the, um, I don't even know what that is, the the shape on the card. Uh, and he says, if you have a spade, sit down. I'm still standing and I'm looking at him and I am laughing and I just know it. And right. And at that point I was, I was definitely a little drunk, but I am laughing because I am like, you're so getting that freaking tattoo. I told you, dude, you pushed me into this. You're getting the tattoo. And everybody's kind of like buzzing because of this camaraderie that has taken place. And, and, and sure shit, guys, sure shit. When we finally got down to that moment of that, of that card in his hand, it was the other half of the card I had in my hand. And so through just a couple of hours of thinking about it, um, you know, mentally visioning it and, and just the faith that it was going to happen with a little bit of excitement, it, it happened. Right. And now I, have not seen proof of this tattoo yet. I should reach out about that. But uh, the event wasn't too long ago. So we'll see if he's actually gotten it yet. He did say that he would get it on his calf instead of his butt, which is fine. I'd rather a picture of this gentleman's calf than his butt. He's a a, a well-rounded man. Um, and I'm clearly married. So <laughs> lots of reasons I'd rather see a picture on his calf. But it's going to be a good story to tell for a long time for him. And it's definitely a good story for me to tell. So in that moment, this big event room full of, I have no idea, a lot of people. And I was so excited that I literally ran up on the stage. I took the microphone and I gave like probably a three second, three minute speech about manifesting right there in front of everybody, because you could feel it in the room. Like there was this buzz that if you've been to an event, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there was this buzz in the room. It was the perfect moment for the perfect message. And I shared that. And, and so I could give you so many examples um, to give you a little bit of faith in the power of the words we use and the manifesting and the laws of attraction. Um, but I think this is a really great start, you know, to share just a few of my little stories along my life journey. And these are all over the past four, five, six years that, that these things have happened. Um, it's true. You know, I've got, uh, just to go a little bit further into it, I've got some vision boards that I created. And at one point, almost like a quarter of my bedroom wall was covered in vision boards, and I have pictures. I do. I will try to get them up somewhere. Um, I'll put them on my Facebook. I have pictures of me next to these pictures, right? So one of them was I wanted a perfect smile. And uh, I didn't have perfect teeth by any means. I had pretty rough, rough teeth. And so I really wanted a perfect smile. And so I had these pictures of these perfect smiles. And I think they came out of like a magazine for dental ads right whitening ads and they were on my wall and I had got my teeth redone. And so I got some uh, veneers and, or maybe they're not veneers, they're crowns. They're the expensive ones, whatever. So I got these really beautiful teeth and I took a picture right after I got them done next to this um, 
picture of a pretty smile on my wall. And it is so cool to have that like photo proof. And it kept happening, right? This has continued to happen. I was, I've been able to take a picture of my real life and almost perfectly match it to the picture on my vision board. Um, so I just don't know how to give you any more faith in, in the process than I have. So I'm going to give you a little bit of instruction here. Really take account, really take account of what you're saying that's not working for you, right? That's not helping you achieve the outcome that you want, right? If you are single and dating and you keep saying, I'm going to be alone forever, or there's no one out there for me, those are support. Those are statements that you need to squash immediately and start saying, my someone is out there. Uh, you need to start saying that I'm meant to be happily married or, you know, I'm meant to find my one. You really have to stop. You know, you got to quit saying that, you know, I'm broke. Quit, quit saying you're broke. Say that you, you know, something different, anything different, really. Um, I, money comes to me easily and effortlessly. I have an abundance of money available to me and these things will become true. I, I just can't tell you any more of how su- supportive, right, our words can be or how devastating they can be. So take a serious account of what you're saying in all the areas of your life, right? Whether it's romantic relationships, parenting, business, money, whatever the matter is at hand, take account of what you're saying that is in contrast to the result you want and switch that up. Get your words in alignment with what you want. Uh, I'm going forever on here, but one last thing. Whatever you say after I am becomes true. Now there's plenty of supportive evidence within this conversation to back that up, but I I really want you to know I, I I've struggled with being enough my whole life and um, being a burden. And for a long time, my mantra was, I am a blessing, right? What is the opposite of a burden? That's a blessing. So I am a blessing. And that really helped shift who I am. I'm a blessing, not a burden. And I, and don't use that. Don't Don't say not this because your brain doesn't hear not. So you're just saying I'm a blessing burden. Um, so no negatives, only positives. I am this. So it eventually changed, right? As I felt less of a burden and more of a blessing, I changed my mantra. And every morning I would get up and I would say, I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Now that I'm married, I've, I've adjusted that a little bit. I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, wise, and deeply in love. Now that's a mouthful, but I say that every morning and I will tell you, even if I didn't sleep well or I had a difficult night or I've got a hard day ahead of me, I instantly feel better when I say that. I, it's, it is now instant, right? It's no longer, I don't believe it and I have to try to believe it. It just happens, right? I just naturally start to feel better almost immediately by using my own morning mantra. I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, wise, and deeply in love. Um, so I don't know what your mantra is. I don't know what you want out of this life. My mantra supports what I want out of my life. And I do truly get to live my dreams every day. I'm still manifesting more things because 
I know the power of it. I know the power of my thoughts. And I know that I still sometimes struggle to put the right power into my thoughts. And I will sabotage myself um, unintentionally by worrying about the negatives that could happen. And instead of focusing on the positives and the excitement of what will happen, uh, that comes from being allergic to hope, right? Being let down too many times in my earliest years of development, but I'm working on that and it is getting better every day. So that is it for today, you guys. I am so glad you've joined me. I'm hoping everyone that has listened to this gets get to move on taking account of what's not supporting them and starts using mantras and sayings and words that are going to just get you on the airplane to where you want to be in life. You know, I, I use coaching as, as an example of, of travel and speed of travel. And one of the things I tell people is you can get there by car, right? I live in Idaho, so you can get to Florida from Idaho in a car, um, you can get there on a bus and on a train, but it's a hell of a lot faster if you get on a plane. And so having a life coach is much like buying a plane ticket versus driving or walking uh, a long distance. You can still get there. Um, and I encourage you to, right? If you don't have the means for plane travel, you, you get on your way, buddy. You get there. You can do that. Um, but if you do have the means to have a coach, I encourage you to to get that plane ticket, get a coach help get you there a whole lot faster. Enjoy your day, you guys. Thanks for stopping in with me. Manifest your heart out. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Dawning Bliss Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. For more podcasts and personal coaching, please visit us at dawningbliss.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.